0: Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we are joined by Lori Morrison for our next session in our six-part series from the Armored Ladies Conference. Lori leads in our community by her example as a mother, wife, and mentor in the church while building a legacy for God that whoever she encourages will never forget. Listen in as Lori shares a part of her own story in armoring up in the light while waking up from a spiritual coma
1: is something that's totally, that's always on my mind and I hope that it's an encouragement to you guys. And I may be reading a lot out of um, Romans today. If you guys want to join me, um, I'm a, I'll give you a little precursor to who I am. I am, like she said, a pastor's wife for over, I don't know, 11 and a half years now. And, um, we haven't always been in the ministry when we, when I married my husband, he. Um, we were just regular Joes, <laughs> and we went on the mission field. He answered the call to preach. You know, you know the whole story. You just, you just do the do whenever you love the Lord, and that's what we do. We love the Lord, and we have six children. They're wonderful. They're um, in their twenties and their teens, and they've made me tough-skinned and soft-hearted. So um, I pray that somebody can get a blessing out of this today, and God will give me the words for you guys to hear. So I'm going to just read, we're going to talk about mindset a little bit today. Um, um, this conference has been about being, um, armored, you know, giving us the equipment that we need to, um, use throughout our life. And I enjoyed Grace's um, talk last night. I hope you guys can go back and catch her and, um. Melody, I think is her name. Um, They were wonderful. Um, And I just love, I told Grace this morning that I love how God is knitting all this together. So I'm hoping that he continues to do that today. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's start reading in Romans 14. I'm going to start in verse 10 and go down to 14. So Romans 13, sorry, 13, 10 through 14. Okay. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And then knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and in envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now I'm not a speaker, like I said, so I like to just talk about when we we do daily devotions at home, most of the time we try to make time for it at night. And most of the time, you know, Michael or the kids will do it. So if Michael's not there, I'll do it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not a speaker and I just go through the word and I like to break it down because um, I think we learn Clear if we go through each verse. So I'm going to talk about how our daily mindset is sometimes. Um, We have stresses. We have lots of things that we go through throughout the day, Um, throughout the years. I know um, I was talking to Amanda about having a wayward child. Um, That puts a lot of stress on your home and your life and your children and um, just just hardships and makes you puts you through a fire, <laughs> you know, and God loves us and he always goes through that fire with us. So um, we have a routine that we're always in, you know, um, we're busy, um, our families, we have struggles with outside our home. So the, our mindset sometimes gets clouded and I feel like um, we put a lot of stress on ourselves. That's not needed. And God's never asked us to do. So um, I think about, God's kind of funny. I think he's a comedian sometimes because, um, my mindset on this actual thing, I was talking myself out of it probably the whole time. And Chris was kind of funny asking as fast as he did, because God didn't allow me to think about it. Cause if I thought about it, I wouldn't do it. You know? So, um, I think that's, I'm like, well played Lord, <laughs> you know? So, um, I'm going to look at my notes because I am not like I told you a well speaker. So, um, God refines us through those trials. I'm going to talk about verse 10. Okay. God fulfilled that law. It says love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore love is fulfilling. The law is the fulfilling of the law. So to me, that God fulfilled that law by sending his son to die for us. So in our minds, we don't have to worry if we've asked God into our lives, we don't have to worry that mindset can, we can just let it go. We can, um, clear our heads and be freed of that burden, of not knowing, and now that we know, we know, and we don't have to worry about that. Um, Verse 11, it's um, talking about, and that, we're talking about the love is the fulfilling of the law, back in verse 10, knowing that time, knowing the time, that is now, now it is high time. I think this is another one of, it's like God is telling us, hello people, you know, it's high time to awake out of our sleep, um, we get in these ruts whenever we have life and struggles and um, life doesn't go the way we think it should go. And we get shut down. You don't know you think? I mean, I'm sure you get shut down some, um, cause it's crazy. It's crazy. We put so much on our lives and God doesn't want that for us. Okay. We think God's asking us to wake up, you know, especially I think about what was going on, what's going on in the world today. Um, if we turn on anything, it's so bad. It's so negative, negative and discouraging. And, but it, he's also telling us it's time to wake up. You know, we've all been asleep too long. I call it our spiritual coma. Cause I know that whenever I'm at church, I'm at church a lot. I mean, me and Michael set up, um, in our early in our marriage that our family would go to church And nothing would come in between that. I mean, sickness and some things does, but we always try to make church a priority, regardless, even before he was a pastor. That was, that's just something that we knew we could renew our spirit and be a family together. So um, God wants us to awake out of those spiritual comas that's caused by the stresses of life. Um, And he also says that our salvation is nearer than we believed, than when we believed. So think about that for a second. When we got saved, it was nearer than it was had ever been. And now it's even nearer than it has ever been. And the night is far spent. He's he's ready. He's ready for us um, to get going, to awake out of that spiritual spiritual coma. We think sometimes because we're saved that we're good. And we're as mamas, we're busy and wives were busy, and some of you may not have children, but you still have stuff to do, you can still have jobs and Craziness, And we don't always serve the way that we need to serve. We don't always do the things that God asks us to do. We just put it on the back burner and think we'll get to it. Or he doesn't want me. And that's not true. He does. He does want us because um, if you love him and you're called whenever you are saved to love him and to show others what that love is. So we think just because we're busy we don't have time to serve like we should, that we shouldn't, That we just don't. And so I know ladies are guilty of this. I'm terribly guilty of this. And I think that I can't speak like others. And that's why I kind of make myself um, aware. I'm trying to make myself aware that what am I putting, what am I portraying to my children? My daughters. I mean, my daughters are watching me and i um, we're a family that loves music and my daughters can sing, but they were like, no, 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 they don't want to do it. And they do, I think they're like that because I've shown them that they they need to shy away from that. And I want them to be bold. I want them to be um, servants of the Lord and love it with all their heart. But um, sometimes we even blame the devil for our craziness, you know, and our stresses. Um, It's not his fault sometimes. We blame that on him and it's not even his fault um he just says check mark you made that easy today you know and we need to reevaluate so let's talk about that remedy so in verse 12 he's talking about the night is far spent and the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light so we have to change our perspective and cast off that darkness we have wasted too much time and it's time to start reevaluating our lives I think I tell my husband sometimes people that would honestly know me, the true me would not understand how sarcastic I am. (laughs) I'm terribly sarcastic. I love jokes and I love mean ones. (laughs) That's awful, but it's just, it's just funny. That's how I get through my day sometimes is with sarcasm. And I have to watch that. I have to look in the mirror and say, "Lori, you were a little too mean today. So I have to go apologize and realize it's okay to say, I'm sorry. Whenever I've been too much for my family, or um, I don't show that out in public, like I do my family. They see the bad parts of me, but um, it's time to reevaluate our lives. And we have to remove that whenever we see it. And God reveals that to us. He has, he is showing us what we need to remove. So that's the things that cause us to be in the spiritual coma and cloud our minds. Um, so. I'm going to talk about verse 13. Let us walk honestly. And I was watching Grace last night, um, or actually this morning. I caught up this morning, and she was talking about honesty. And I'm like, that's that's so cool because God just works all that out. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and in drunkenness, not in chambering or in wantonness, not in strife and in envying. So he wants us to walk honestly. So sometimes... I think the first thing we have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves, so that we can be honest with God and before God and to show him that we're being true and real. Um, Most of us think that we are, you know, I walked for, I don't know, so many years thinking I was doing all the right things as a member of the church, as a mother, um, as a pastor's wife, and I pray I don't cry (laughs) because this is, this is a tough part of my life that I had went through, that God brought me to this point um, with my wayward child. I mean, he shows you so many things that um, now I'm thankful for, for actually experiencing. And whenever I was going through it, I actually had a moment in my room, um, in my house, my old house, where I screamed at God and I asked him just, I'm tired of helping people. I don't want to help anymore. Um, I want it removed. I want it gone. And I was thinking, how selfish, how selfish that I am, that I went through that and it made our life stronger. We're stronger as a family, we're stronger. My son has come back around and I cannot thank him enough for that. Um, It's made my immediate family stronger, you know? I'm sorry for the, the weepiness, but that's just a hard time in my life, but I'm also grateful for it. So. Um, he wants us to walk honestly and that first means to be honest with Him and ourselves. So look in that mirror, ladies. Look in that mirror. I think sometimes at church, if we all passed around the plate with mirrors in it and we picked it out and looked at it every time the preacher starts preaching and stop looking at everybody else and put our blinders on. You know, we have a job to do and we can't do it well if we're always focused on ourselves. So, um, that. First part, that part where it says not rioting and drunkenness, not chambering and wantonness. I had to look up that word. Um, That's like wandering. It can mean lots of different things. Um, But most what made me think of the the wandering part as moms, I don't know. Our home sometimes can be, it feels like strife, constant strife. And um, we have to find the calm in that. We have to bring God to the middle of that. And Keep it from the wandering, you know, the chaos and the strife. Um, us ladies don't need to envy somebody else's things, you know. Like, I love fixer upper, I love being able to redo things, but I don't have to have that grand home, you know, I don't have to have it perfect. I like for it to look clean and nice and put together, but it doesn't have to be what everybody else has, you know, it's what God gives you, and God has taken care of us more times than I can count because. It's just amazing because when we first got married, we lived in like the awfulest of the awful. And to see where He's brought us from, I wish I could show you right now. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I mean, when we first got married, we lived in a place that we could hear the mice in the walls, you know, (laughs) and the water running out from the floor. And now to see what we live in, it's just, it's nothing compared to our home in heaven, though. So, anyway, God wants us to realize, wants us to wake up and realize our flesh overindulges itself. Um, and we need to put on that armor of light and our mindset mindset will start to shift. I'll tell you, my mindset has started to shift again um, here lately, just because we've been at home. You know, we've shared a lot together and we've had some time together. Um, um, I went from being, I'm a stay at home mom of over 20 some years. And I went from being by myself from six to seven hours a day to have everybody at home and so I'm learning a new mindset you know and trying to cope with people that I live with but I really didn't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and they didn't really know me and what I did during the day either so um we're having to learn each other all over again so um and I'm having to learn to share (laughs) I thought I could share but I cannot share obviously um I'm always telling everybody to get out leave (laughs) so um that's, that's been a tough time for me, but also a grateful and thankful time that I have everybody at home now, um, that God has brought us to a place where my kids are at home. Um, most of them I have four still at home, but um, my husband is home most days. He only has to work a part-time job now, and that is, that's not even a lot. God has brought us so far, and I'm thankful for that. So um, one way that our, my mind has started to shift, he started revealing to me that when I'm reading the word, that I'm not actually reading it. I'm not absorbing it. Um, I suffer with reading comprehension and dyslexia, and I still, at 42 years old, I still have issues, Um, and I had to stop and realize that I was not asking him to help reveal his word to me like I thought I was, you know? I'm trying to figure it out, trying to get through my comprehension issues, and everybody that can just read circles around me, you know, my husband included you know, makes me feel like I'm so inadequate, but we're not because you know why? God has took that and he's done so many things. Um, just reading this to you guys, it's like, I'm reading it again and again, and I've read it a hundred times this week, you know, trying to prepare for you guys, but he has prepared me to let it go and to give it to him and ask him to reveal it to me. And he reveals it to me in a physical way too. So Um, I'm sorry again for weeping. I'm just a crier. So in verse 14, um, put on, I don't think we talked about the armor of light. We'll get back to that in a second. But, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So if we're walking honestly and we're getting those things revealed to us, we start learning how to walk in his path and to put on his light, his armor, because before I didn't realize that I was putting on my armor and I thought it was his, I, it was covered up with what his, was his. But once he revealed it to me, I was only doing what I could do, you know, and that is not at all what he wants. He wants us to give it up and to let it go. So I've started doing that more and more. And just letting, I mean, it's so freeing because that doesn't mean we stop working, um, and doing what he asked us to do. That means he gives us more freedom in it, um, more grace and more of what we need each day to do what we need to do. So, um, that word provision is called making, it's like making preparation. Um, I was making preparation for my life, what I thought he wanted us to do. Um, and so many times that is, We're doing it backwards. We have to ask, we have to make provision for what He has for our lives. He has a different path sometimes. It may look different than what we think that it's going to turn out to be. We may walk a path that um, is hard, you know, because when you're a preacher and you're going to a good church, preacher's wife, and you're going to a good church and you get a great loving church family and you think everything's good, but you have to wake up and realize It's not. It's not all good. You're coasting. You're in a spiritual coma. You know, you have to wake up and realize that we have more to do. Lock arms with people and pull them out of their pit. You know, tell them you were there with them. You know what it's like. Um, Because if we're continuing to prepare for our selfishness, God has no room. Um, We're pushing him out. And we have to have the mindset of putting on his light every morning, every day when we get up. So I don't know what what time I have, but um, we, okay, Um, he wants us to put on his ways and not ours. So his armor, sometimes I was going to read that part about putting on the breastplate, you know, the armor of God. It just didn't feel right. You know, I prayed about that. And this, he brought my, one of my most favorite, favorite parts of scripture to my mind the other day. And I may cry out it because when the word becomes true and real, this is how you feel. So, I'm sorry, in Philippians 4, verse 7 through 9, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, let's see if I'm collect myself, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus, through Christ Jesus, finally. Brethren, whatsoever things are true, this is my absolute favorite. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, can't even read. (laughs) It's beautiful. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, any virtue. I mean, I thought about that. I don't have any virtue. It's all God. And if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have learned, both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, and do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So you have to wake up, and I want you guys to write that down, write verse 8 down, on your mirror somewhere, and read those things to yourself every day. And eventually they'll just be in your head, and in your heart. And you won't do anything but what God wants you to do. And we have to, we have to die to self every day. And like I told you, I thought that I was. And I'm not. I don't. We have to do it every day. So if our lives and our minds need a reset, we need to apply verse eight. And verse nine, it tells us that God of peace shall be with us if we apply this. And isn't that what we need? I mean, we need that God of peace because my life is not peaceful all the time. And I need him in the middle of that to bring the peace. And there's nothing better than having a peaceful mind. Because we all know what he says about having a sober mind. And a a mother's brain and a wife's brain and just a lady's brain is constant. It's never ending, it doesn't quiet. There's always something to do. And I want you guys to um, apply Verse eight, every day, and see if that doesn't start, you don't start reading it differently, looking at it differently, pray it over your life and your heart and your home, and just see what happens, just see. And I just thank you guys so much for um, asking me to do this, and I pray that it's a help, and I'm gonna close the prayer if that's okay. (laughs) Dear Lord, thank you so much for your time together, and I pray that it's a blessing to somebody I know that your word is always a blessing to me and I pray that you would teach us how to apply it the way it needs to be applied and go out and be a help to somebody else even when we don't want to be. And I pray for each and every person listening and I pray that whatever they're going through in their life, that you give them the strength and the courage to get up and keep going
0: and die to self and to love you anyway.
1: In Jesus' name we pray,
0: amen. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. You can learn more about Lori and other ministry partners at Alumni Central on springsoflifecamp.org. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our pages to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's outreach ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee, available online and from a Creekside Coffee Cup bear near you. For general questions or comments and interest or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.